Are you ready to be entrefied? Let's break free of the life we are told to live. Create freedom and wealth by adding value to others' lives. Challenge traditions, challenge authority, and get entrefied. Hey guys, this is Jeff on the podcast tonight. I'm going to let everybody introduce herself. We have a guest tonight. Go ahead and get us started, Patrick, if you would introduce yourself. Uh, and uh, we're going to let our guest introduce himself. He's got a podcast going on and several different things going on. I'd like to talk with him a little bit, and we're just going to we're going to have a great night tonight. What do y'all think about that? Let's go. All Let's right. So, Patrick. Uh, Tell us a little bit about some of your experience with business. I know you've had some experiences, and uh, we'll let our guest also talk about some of his experiences with businesses and things like that. Uh, I'd say the most one of the most important things about businesses is being very focused and and knowing what your what your goal is, what you're doing, and because uh, like if you have, let's say you have to do let's say you have three or four different tasks on your mind. And so you're spending every day trying to do like five different things. You're not going to be effective. You know, I know I'm, I'm reading about the, the 80, 20 rule right now. And uh, it goes like 80% of the stuff you do is only what 20% of, of, of your results or sorry, 20% of what you do is 80% of your results. And so like, it's, it's just that, that small, little bit is really all, all that work you're doing isn't really mounting to much. Like you're, you're working all day, you're spending all day working on, on your project and you're, you're kind of, you're just making yourself busy. You're doing busy work and you're not really achieving much, but it's those one or two key things you're doing in a day that make up that whole entire 80% of your results. So it could be just 10, 20 minutes of what you're doing and that for your whole day is more productive than the four hours you spent writing, you know, an article or something that two, that, that, that let's say 10 minutes you spent making a connection that just landed you an interview or some kind of, you know, meeting later that has more promise than the rest of your entire day. And I think it's pretty powerful to kind of uh, find what are those key points in your life and your business that you can focus on to really knock things out of the park and prioritize. Well, that's good. So we have a guest, like I said, tonight, and he has a podcast. Uh, can you go ahead and tell us a little bit about your podcast and some things that you've got going on tonight? Hello, Jeff. Hello, Patrick. Thank you guys for having me. My name is Tavares Hogan's and the podcast I'm releasing is called the true seven life podcast. And I'm, I'm the host and I interview what I like to call self-employed business heroes that have taken a gamble and bet on themselves. And, you know, we were talking off off camera or off tape earlier. One thing that I like to do and I enjoy as the host is giving my guests the spotlight. So you guys have offered that offered me that opportunity. And uh, I just want to want to let you know that I'm grateful for it. But my podcast is really about highlighting these entrepreneurs that that have you know, taking a bet on themselves and, and, and gambled and went out uh, and tried to go this road alone. And you talked about business and I can't say that I know a ton about business. I've worked in the corporate space for the last 20 years, but I can't speak to it from an entrepreneurial um, space, but I can speak to it from uh, an employee space. And for me, when it comes to business, you know, life, sports, education or whatever. It's all about mindset. And, you know, you talk about 80, 20 and 20% of your effort generating 80% of your business. When they talk about athletics and, and I feel like career also 80% of it at least is mindset. So if you think you're going to be successful, you're going to be successful. I have this saying that whatever you believe is true. So if you think you're going to fail, you're going to fail. Um, so when it comes to business, mindset is a big thing, you know, over here at True 7. That's awesome. I tell you what, I, I definitely agree with you on the mindset that being very important. Uh, it's a super important thing. You know, I, I know it sounds bad and it kind of sounds, you know, uh, maybe, uh, maybe a little bit arrogant. But I remember when I was young, I had this um, I had something happen to me when I was young that made me feel 
confident and have that self-assurance. And, and I remember there was an older kid in the neighborhood that would come by and he would play with me. I didn't have a lot of friends in the neighborhood because there wasn't a lot of kids. And later on that when I grew up there, there, there were some people that moved in and I started having more friends, but this, uh, this uh, man now, which we're both grown, I was a really, I was real young and he would come by and talk to me and, you know, and things like that and tell me, you know, I don't know, just, just typical stuff, but he was a friend to me, but he made me feel like I was one of the, you know, guys, you know what I'm saying? I, I had a friend and that is super important. And that has stuck with me. And I remember that today because through my life, I've always felt confident. It's not something that I question. Mm-hmm. And other people, you know, they, they say things like, well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that, you know, or I don't know if I can do that. And I have to dial it back. And I know that sounds, it does, it does sound arrogant some to say that, but I do have to dial it back because I don't, I don't generally feel that way. I generally feel like if I want to do it, I can do it. And, you know, so I have to dial that back, but it comes from, it comes from a lot of experience and things like that. Sometimes it comes from somebody just being a friend, you know, to your, when you're young, but a lot of times the experience comes from the successes that you have. Uh, and, and a lot of times that comes from mentorship and people and associations that you're around. You know, if you're always around the wrong type of people, you're going to get the wrong type of results. But if you start hanging around with people you want to be like, you'll start to see that there's things that's rubbing off of them and getting onto you. And sometimes those successes that you see them have, that'll be the successes of where you're going. And you may even go further than they are. I heard it said one time that if I throw the ball 10 feet, then you ought to be able to at least double that. So that's the point is, is to surround yourself with people that have that's went further than you that's on a different level and some of them are on the same level you know what i mean i mean we're all in this together trying to be uh you know trying to reach that next level but i think it's so important the mindset is super important but the associations that you have in business make sure you're continually growing now that means reading that means finding people you aspire to be like so i mean sometimes you can't readily get that in your local community or, you know, and sometimes you can, but if you will find people in your arena that's doing what you're doing and then say, Hey, how can I do this better? And it comes down to quality of questions sometimes because a lot of times the answers that you get may not impact you because you're not asking the right questions. Does that make any sense? I mean, if you're asking the right questions, sometimes you get the right answers, but you've got to find out what you know who who it is in that arena that you need to talk to and you just start picking their brain you start writing those things down say hey how do you do this how do you do that and a lot of people will just gladly gladly tell you hey this is where I was this is what I was doing but I've kind of always felt a little bit weird about sharing that because it sounds so foreign to people about you know having that confidence uh, it's not like I said, I kind of feel a little self-conscious about it because I kind of feel like people is judging you when you say that. But I really, I, that's, that's been my life. Now, I ain't saying I, didn't, I haven't had struggles because I have. But most of the time, if I wanted to accomplish that, I just knew, you know, it wasn't about, okay, I, I might be able to do this. It was, I felt, you know, I can do this. And I think that's so important to try to, if you cannot get that when you're young, try to get it from people that you're around. Y'all have any thoughts about that? Jeff, you, you, you said a mouthful there. There's a lot to unpack, man. Really great stuff. You talked about confidence and self-assurance and um, I'm not going to start name dropping yet, but there's a hall of fame coach that uh, he broke confidence down into two words and he said it was success replicated. So anytime you have success and you, you continually repeat that success then that's going to give you confidence because you've done it again and again and again and again. So that's where that confidence comes from, from, from being a winner. Um, and you talked about surrounding yourself with, with the right people. I heard a statement that basically you're an average 
of the five closest people that are around you. So if you look at your circle, the five closest people that are around you, you're an average of those five people. And I believe I heard this on this show. I'm going to set somebody up real good here. I think it, I think it was you need to have a plus one, a minus one, and an equal two. And, and, and if I heard that on this show, can somebody speak to that for me? Yeah, that was me. I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely right. Break, 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 break that down again for, for those that may not have heard that episode. Yeah, yeah, sure. So the, uh, so it's just a simple math equation, uh, plus, plus, uh, minus and equal to. So in your life, as you go through it, you want to have a plus. So that's somebody that you aspire to be a plus one. And then you want to have a minus. So that's someone that you're helping to get to where you are. And then you want to have an equal to. That's someone who's equal to your level. So the plus, someone who is a mentor, minus someone who you're teaching, equal to someone that you are of, you know, the same peer level of learning together. And that's very important because uh, oftentimes that sets you up for situations. And a good example is here recently, um, the I came to a situation where there was something I had to do and in order to excel I had to you know best other people at this task and because I had been previously you know using this plus minus and equal to I had already been growing my abilities it was like a public speaking competition Mm -hmm. and I had been working on it and working on it and I actually won first place because I had prepared before the opportunity even arose so because I used that equation to find a mentor, to find someone I can help to speak better and to find other people to speak with me, I was able to be put into a position that I was already ready for. You know, it's, I know we're talking about a lot about sports. So it's kind of like, you know, coming out, coming in off the bench, you're filling in a spot because the first string got injured. Now you're taking over, but because of your previous training, your preparation, your, your mentorship that you've been mentored, the people you've helped in your understanding and the people you've trained with, you, you're now able to go out onto the field with confidence, step into that role and dominate because you're ready. So it's it, at any time right now, anybody, you should be ready for what you want to step into. Even if it's not a possibility in your mind, it could be a possibility at any time. So being ready for opportunities at a moment's notice will will get you there. Is that is that kind of what you were alluding to? Yeah, that, that, that's awesome. And just to further uh, the point, I want to introduce two of my most favorite terms. We're talking about mindset. And for me, two of my favorite words are attitude and effort. And what I really love about those words, as far as I'm concerned, I have 100% total control over both of those terms. No one can dictate my attitude and no one can dictate my effort. They can try to influence them, but at the end of the day, I control what type of attitude I'm going to have and I control the amount of effort I'm going to exert. And, you know, Jeff was alluding to it earlier, that attitude a lot of times is going to produce your outcome. So if I have a positive can-do attitude, most likely I'm going to do. So, I love those two words because oftentimes they're the difference between success and incomplete. Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. I've actually heard gratitude is attitude. <laughs> that is really good. It's good information tonight. You know, a lot of things that you talked about, you know, there's a lot of things that we could correlate this into and, and, and move it into, but attitude. And, you know, one thing that comes to mind is what influences that? Because, there are things that may influence your attitude. You know, I mean, there's days that you feel good, you know, and there's days that you wake up and you're not feeling as good. You know, I think that pretty much applies. I, I feel very confident to say, Hey, that pretty much applies to most people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how do you feel? Do y'all have any thoughts about how you can take a bad attitude? How, what influences your attitude? Number one, and how do you keep that positive attitude? And on top of that, on the positive attitude, how do you keep a productive attitude? In other words, you're getting stuff done. You're positive. 
you know, and you're waking up, how do you make sure that you're in the right state, so to speak? Yeah. I mean, it, 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 it takes a lot of work. Um, I have another saying, you know, there are a couple of them. I didn't create all of these. I've read a lot of material, but you can't have a bad day with a good attitude. And it's going to be very difficult to have a good day with a bad attitude. Um, you know, so when you, when you're waking up and going through the motions, you know, people talk about setting your intentions, you know, I don't know if it's necessarily setting your intentions, but, but getting your mind right, getting focused, trying to understand what you want to accomplish for, for, for that particular day. Yeah, I agree with that. Now for me, there's a certain level of, you know, mindfulness and, and all of that. Like I have to have a calm and peaceful environment, but if it gets chaotic, I also know I have to reset. I've got to be calm through whatever the chaos is and press on to whatever that end goal is. And my thing is this, you know, we've all been successful. We have a track record. We have a history of success. We know what the end generally looks like. So if we press on and we have the right attitude, eventually it's going to get better. You can't continue to do good things, have a good mindset, have positive results in the end, not be positive. It's just not possible. That's true. I think, you know, it can be self-limiting when you, even if you've got a good thing going on, you can ruin it if you don't have a good attitude. Absolutely. So it's like you can, you can find yourself in a really good situation and it does happen guys. I mean, I have seen people that, you know, has, has got a good situation and they just get to where they, you know, they don't, they don't think nothing of it. They just think, well, you know, I need more. And they don't really, they're not really grateful. They're not really uh, looking at it as, Hey, this is a blessing, you know, and, that attitude of gratitude, I believe y'all talked about that, or I know that y'all probably heard that or read that. And that is so true. I'm finding that more and more, that attitude of gratitude of where you're at, it's like it changes your whole mindset. Because if you ever get to the point where you're like, okay, I've reached this goal. Okay, I'm not happy until I reach the next goal. It's like when you're not really living in the moment, you're always living for tomorrow. You know, one day you're going to wake up and you're not going to have a tomorrow. You're going to get to the point where it's, hey, I've, I've lived out my life. So it's important to have goals and work toward those goals, but it's also important to enjoy the moments. Um, like I said, there's a lot of things that we could parlay into and talk about, but I think really what is some of the most important things that we might be able to talk about tonight is relationships, making sure you've got the right people in your life. And that, you know, because sometimes even if you've got a good thing, there are people that can bring you down, you know, and sometimes it's not, it's, sometimes it's the people you love. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's the people that's close to you mm-hmm. and you're thinking, you know, I don't want to leave this person, but you've got to realize at some point, if you're enabling their, uh, you know, their bad behavior or on t- even if they're, you're not doing that, if they're, they're bringing you down, you'll never reach that height that you could have reached if you don't get out of your own box. You know what I mean? I mean, Cause you're really, you're in the box. And if you, if that's how you want to live your life, if you don't find, if you find yourself in this situation, this is all I'm ever going to be. And that's not good enough for you. And you never make an action step. You never make a step. You never make a plan. You don't talk to anybody. You don't do anything. If you keep doing the same thing, the likelihood is you're going to get the same results you already have, you know, and it's going to be more of the same. So, I think it's important to surround yourself, number one, if anybody's listening out there, with relationships. In other words, making sure that, you know, you have the quality relationships you want and understanding how they affect you. So take a look at the relationships and see how it's affecting your success. Because, I mean, I'm not saying that we're all about, okay, it's a, we got to make sure that we're successful and we need to just get rid of everybody that that's not, you know, making us a success. No, I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about is make sure that you know what you want and you understand what is bringing you down. Because if you don't look at your relationships, they're just going to pull you back down. I don't know if y'all ever heard of the crab mentality, hmm. but that's where 
there's all these crabs in here and one crab tries to get out of the, you know, the bucket. And then the other crabs keep pulling him back down. I mean, he can yeah. never get out of the bucket cause his friends don't want him to. Yeah. One thing, uh, kind of talking about the, the attitude and, and people relationships. Uh, I remember back whenever I, when I, when I first took the self-employed journey, I remember it was, because every day you have control of your life, your schedule, everything. And, uh, you know, controlling my attitude was actually really hard for me because I remember the first two months I was really motivated. I was working a lot, working, working a lot. And I wasn't really, I wasn't really setting aside time. I wasn't prioritizing white space and I wasn't focusing on taking breaks. Cause I was like, man, if I just, if I just make a big sprint, I'll, I'll make it. And I think month three, I got burnt out like hard, hard. And I feel like a lot of businesses, especially newer ones, when you're first starting out, the that third month, I feel like for some reason is that like really difficult month. And then and because you're not seeing a lot of results most of the time, and, and from my experience, and keeping that attitude positive, staying in the game, keeping it going, uh, there's this thing called the Lindy effect, and it says – uh, as long as something is around, it'll continue to be around for that much longer. So since Coca-Cola's been around for 50 years, it'll be around another 50 years. And so I learned sometimes just about keeping going, keep keep going, keep going, keep going, and, you know, persevering. And so getting through that third month, really, really, I persevered through that, and then I just kept going and going. And then, you know, nowadays, podcasts, you know, podcasts, working on, you know, stocks, trading, all that. And I've been doing them for years and I'm, I'm keep going. So it, it's all about keeping that attitude and keeping it going. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. I mean, you, you, you got to keep showing up. I'm going to go back to a statement Jeff made about enjoying the moment. And I have to uh, introduce one of my, if not the favorite, definitely top three. Um, it's a saying, be where your feet are. And, um, I got to give Ryan Coogler credit for coining that, but I heard it from a guy named Derek Mason, uh, head coach at Vanderbilt University, uh, university I attended, but he would always talk to his team about being where your feet are. And basically that's being present and, and showing up all too often in business, you know, something happened at home the morning before we, uh, you know, went off to go to work and we're at, we're at work, but our mind is back at home and, you know, we had a hard day at work and it's time for us to go home and we're at home and we're supposed to be with our family, but our mind is back at work. And for me, hearing this statement, be where your feet are, it just sent light bulbs off for me. And I just try to pattern my life now and be present. I mean, if I'm, if I'm on this podcast, I'm not worried about anything else. Like I'm right here right now. This is all we have. So I'm not worried about tomorrow because as you said, Jeff, tomorrow may not be promised. So I'm trying to be present. I'm trying to be in the moment. I'm trying to maximize the moment and get everything I can out of this moment. And I choose to be where my feet are. Wow. I really like that. That is awesome. Yeah. So I never heard, I've never heard it said being where your feet are before the being present I've heard, but I really like that being where your feet are because it puts me in mind of that. And I think that's what it's talking about, but it's, uh, that's definitely true. That is definitely true. I'd like to parlay into one more other thing, guys, when we're talking about this. You know, a lot of times you're you're figuring out if you're in business, it doesn't really matter if it's business or personal. There's something you need. There's always something you need. And sometimes it can be so overwhelming. I mean, we've talked about the relationships. We've talked about the attitude. You know, there's effort involved, definitely, you know. And being present where you're at, working on what matters right now. It's like we have so much stuff going on in life. It's like it's overwhelming. I got to grow my business. I've got debt. I've got to. I got to make sure my kids are taken care of. I got to go. All this going on, you know. And if we lose that being present, if we're thinking about everything and we're trying to run after everything, we're never going to do something well. There's a difference between. Okay, spreading yourself so thin that you can't get anything done right and mm-hmm. dedicating your focus. And we talked about with Ronald Benson, I believe it was the other day, talking about laser-like focus. 
That is mm-hmm. so important. And if people can get that concept, whatever you're in, I mean, I'm not talking about just one thing. If you can laser in on the time that you need to be doing it, you know, and, and here's one thing I always think about, and I've actually talked about this before and wrote notes on this, is what do you need to be doing in this moment? Mm. Don't worry about the next moment. What is it that you need to be doing in this moment that you're in right now? Right. And that is so pertinent to everybody's situation. It's not, it's not just ours. It's everybody, you know, because we feel like we've got to solve all the world's problems, including ours. So that leads me to where I want to go. How do you find out what you need? So you've got a problem. What is that next step that you need to do? And that's what we were talking about with coaching and things like that. What is that next step? Because, you, yeah, I understand we got all these problems, but what right now is the number one thing that you need? And I'm going to go ahead and give you the answer. You need, you need to find out what it is, and then you need to ask questions on what you need to do next. So you at least have to start narrowing it down. It could be anything. I mean, I could paint you a story here, but think about where you're at in the field that you're in and what's the very next thing you need to do. And then you ask, okay, how do I do that? So it's a quality of questions. Uh, If you ask the right questions, you get the right answers. But I think it's so important that we focus on what we need to do now in this moment, rather than thinking we've got 25 million things to do. We need to focus on the moment. What's really important is focusing on the moment now. One, one, one of the greatest humans, I believe most intelligent, I'll say that that ever walked the face of the, the earth, Albert Einstein, he had a quote that says something to the effect of if I had an hour to solve a problem and my life depended on it, he said he would spend the first 55 minutes determining the, determining the right questions to ask. Yep. And questions are so powerful because they just give you so much information. The last 17 years of my career, I spent it in uh, either sales or sales training. The last three years was sales training. And the most important thing you probably can do in life is be curious and ask questions because you get so much information. And especially in sales, you have customers and clients that will just tell you everything if you just ask questions and give them the opportunity to, to talk. So Albert Einstein said he would take the first 55 minutes of his hour and find out what the right questions were to ask. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good company right there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yeah, definitely makes sense, especially because. I think the biggest issue a lot of people have, I know I have this issue too, is whenever a lot of people come at you and, and ask you to do this, do that, do this, do that. And they're asking all the questions and then you kind of like give in to everybody's request. And now you got 20 things you need to do. And instead of, you know, kind of going back to the 80, 20 thing, instead of focusing on what needs to be done, you're kind of, you know, trying to please everybody. And I think that's a really big issue we have oftentimes. I know me personally. And so one one thing uh, I, I like to think about is like is prioritizing just everything. And so asking those questions and then not only asking the question, but going a step further and prioritizing what is the most important question that I could help you answer, that I could get an answer for you for, you know, like what, what are the top three questions for this person? I asked them 10. What are the top three? And that way I can really, really pinpoint and help them find their what they need help with, whether it be business, life, whatever. And then that way you can really, really drive home the, the what they need as far as help, you know. And so I think that that's a pretty good strategy to use on top of what you guys are talking about. One other thing, Jeff, before you jump in, Einstein also said, furthermore, that if he took those first 55 minutes finding the proper question, he said he could solve the problem in less than five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, yeah, I've heard that one before, but that's one of my favorites. I really like that. But uh, 
I tell you, I heard a quote like this come to mind, which I'll probably butchered. I don't have it in front of me, but it's it, this quote said, a wise man does not lead you into his wisdom, but he leads you to the threshold of yours or to the threshold of your problem. I believe that's what it says. Let me try that one more time. A wise man doesn't lead you into his wisdom, but leads you to the threshold of your problem. So in other words, taking somebody to the point where, hey, I'm having problems with this. I'm taking you right to that point. If I, if I know that, okay, because there's obviously there's a lot of things I don't know. But what I'm trying to say is, is if you know that information, you're taking them right to the point, that next step beyond where they're at. Because sometimes, and I see this happen oh, too many times, somebody will tell you a dictionary for uh, worth of words or encyclopedia worth of words, so to speak, is a phrase about, okay, this is how you need to do it from here. And they lost you on step number three. But they, they, they continue on down this road of, of building the puzzle. If you're, if you're doing that to somebody, and I don't know how many times that has happened. I mean, I have seen that and seen that. But, I, you know, sometimes it's best to ask where somebody's at, especially with a coaching thing. What, you know, what's the issue? It's more about the listening than it is about the telling. It's like, you know, because if you've got something to tell, you've got an agenda, you've got a mindset. You know, but a lot of times somebody is looking for a specific answer and you may say, well, that, that's because they don't know any better. They don't they don't understand where I, where I want to take them. Well, that's the thing is it's not about giving them, you know, this information. It's about a self-discovery process. And I think that's sometimes where people, you know, they, they feel like that they've got to lead you into, you know, uh, a better life or a better situation. but you're really not doing that. Most of the time it's self-discovery. I mean, people learn by examples. I get that. But when you're talking with somebody in coaching and things like that, and somebody's like, well, what do I need to do here? You know, a lot of times it comes down to what they want to do because you can give somebody even the right answers. And if they're not willing to put it into practice, it's not going to do them no good. You know, I mean, you can tell them all day long what to do and you can be right. And if somebody truly doesn't put that into action, I mean, you're just, you know, you're shouting into the wind, so to speak. But I feel like I'm doing a lot of talking tonight, guys. Y'all going to have to butt in because I'm, I'm a big mouth tonight. But uh, it boils down to being able to apply, being wa- wanting to apply what you know. Because if somebody's not willing to do that, you know, you, you can have the best knowledge the best wisdom in a particular area on a certain subject. And if you're not willing to apply it, it does you no good. Yeah. I don't, I don't want our listeners to miss this point because you're dropping some knowledge here. When we're talking about coaching specifically and coaching is a sweet spot, you know, there are other forms of, you know, leadership management, et cetera, but coaching is the most effective spot. And when, it comes to me personally with coaching. I rather coach than than give quote unquote advice. I'm big on words. So I'll often have people come to me and ask for advice. Well, I don't believe people like to really use or take advice. They want to hear what you have to say, but they don't act on it. So that's so true. That is yeah. so true. <laughs> I, I I I flip it on them, Jeff, and I say, listen, I will give you some information and then you choose to do with it what you want. But coaching, to your point, it's about self-discovery. And all too often, we have coaches, to your point, that have an agenda and they want to tell their story and expect someone to, uh, someone's situation to be similar to theirs. I've always said this when it comes to coaching. Who has the answer to Jeff's problems? Not me. Jeff does. Who has the answer to Patrick's problems? Not me. Patrick does. So it's about me as a coach having that conversation and pulling those answers out of Jeff and pulling those answers out of Patrick and pulling those answers out of Tavares. Because the way that Jeff will best handle it isn't the way that works best for me. So coaching, to your point, it's about that individual and not about you. That's true. Yeah. Guys, I know. Don't say something. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I totally forgot it. 
as I was saying it, because I was thinking about what Tavares is saying, I was like, man, that's really good. And Tavares, she blew his had, mind, man. That's yeah, yeah, did. no, I was like, because I had something lined up, and I was like, well, this makes a lot of sense. And then, yeah. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> now, I think I was going to say, um, yeah, you guys are definitely right, because, oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, basically, you have to make people come to their own conclusions. And mm-hmm. that's especially true in relationships with females. I, I realize uh, with when you're like your wife, your spouse, and the other, whatever, that when they tell you something and they're like, hey, you should do this. And you're like, okay, okay. And then a week later, you're like, hey, you know, I should do this. And they're like, well, I told you to do that a week ago. And, and so, and, and they'll always, she'll always give me a hard time and say, I told you to do that already. And now you're just now saying you should do that. And so, like you guys say, it's about, you already have the answer. It's just getting it out. And uh, so, yeah, oftentimes the wives will be like, well, I already told you to do that. And it's like, oh, well, okay, sure, whatever. But point is, I'm doing it now. And uh, so <laughs> that's just a funny example of, of where I see it coming to fruition because you guys are right. Most of the time, everything I've ever believed is pretty much I have to come to the conclusion that I I realized it. And it's kind of yeah. selfish when you think about it, honestly. But people are selfish, and we like to talk about ourselves. And so I think another key component to being that, that coach is really not making it about the coach but about the other person. Like you were saying, Tavares, just make it about them. It's not about you. It's Do not relate in any way because it's, nothing has to do with you. It's all about that person and them finding their answers, nothing about yourself. Yeah, it has to be about the individual and then there's accountability in it. So, you know, like I said earlier, if I'm telling someone what to do, they're going to be reluctant to do it. But if I ask them, okay, what do you think you should do? And they say I should do X. There's more accountability in what they're saying versus what I'm saying because it came from them. That's good. That's really good, guys. I I tell you, I'm the big mouth tonight. So I'm just, you know, I got a lot of content here. (laughs) <laughs> but there's this actually uh, somebody is this friend of mine that has passed away and I, I was younger and he was an older gentleman and actually he was a friend of my dad's. And like I said, I used to run a business and my dad had a business. He had an electrical business. He's retired now, but um, this guy was in the heating and air and I won't never forget that he taught me a lesson one time. Uh, I was with my dad and I think I was helping my dad. I don't know. He was in a church or something. And, I think it was his local church and they was having a heating and air unit replaced or a thermostat replaced, I think was what it was. And um, this guy had been doing heating and air for a really long time. Great guy. You know, and he said, hey, Junior, hey, Junior. That's what he'd call me. You know, he said, come here, Junior, come here. And uh, so I'd go over there and he, he was that's just the way he was. I mean, he didn't mean no disrespect. That's just how he was. And he's a really great guy. So I'm sitting there, and he said, help me uh, figure out this new thermostat. And I said, well, I said, I don't know much about it. I said, but I can figure most anything out, you know. And uh, which, you know, I've already said I'm a little bit arrogant anyway, I guess. But uh, so I'm looking at it, and I'm trying to figure out the thermostat, right? And so I'm going through, and I'm setting this thermostat, and I'm getting a little bit of it done. And I'm talking to this guy, and I was like, I think it's like this. And he goes, he says, no, I said, I think, Junior, it may be something else. And, but see, the trick was, is he already knew about that thermostat. He was trying to make sure that I knew about the thermostat mm-hmm. and trying to teach me how to do it. And he done it in such a way that, uh, you know, that he that I was showing him when he was actually teaching me. Does that make any sense? All the sense in the world. Keep talking. <laughs> and so, you know. I remember that and it dawned on me about halfway through my lightning fast mind caught a hold of it about halfway through the joke. You know what I mean? So I'm sitting there and I'm trying to figure it out. And I'm like, I know, I think, I think it's this way. And he said, no, I said, junior said, look, look back over here. Let's, let's look at this thing from a different point of view. And uh, sure enough, it wound up being, I think what he said, you know, and, but it was really interesting. I never forgot that lesson because I wasn't, humiliated by that or anything. And that wasn't the point of the story. The point of the story is, is that sometimes if you allow somebody to come in and show you things about it, even if you know more, uh, number one, it allows them an area to come in 
and to teach you something. And you also, you learn from them and you're teaching them too. It doesn't always have to be, hey, I'm always right. I know what's going on. Matter of factly, that's probably one of the worst ways to do it. If you're really good, you don't have to do that. My dad told me this saying a long time ago, we was in electrical business and you got to be around a lot of different people. And he said, son, he said, if you're good, said, you won't have to tell anybody. He said, they'll already know. So you don't have to brag on yourself. And that has stuck with me to know that you don't have to tell anybody anything. They'll be able to know it. And I I guess I say a lot of things braggadociously. I don't mean to. Uh, I am super confident and I want to make sure that I stay because you're going to accomplish more when you're confident. If I have this mindset that I cannot do it, then you've defeated yourself before you ever started. Absolutely. So, but it is, you know, you do need to let the bragging come from other people. Uh, you don't need to just brag all the time, but I wanted to make one more little point here. Like I said, I'm the big mouth tonight, but helping others. Sometimes when you're helping others, you're helping yourself and you don't even know about it. Cause a lot of times people want to look at the monetary gain of things. That's, you know, they focus on that. I, well, I, how much do I get paid? How much, how much do I get for this? The truth is, is if you're always adding value to people's lives, you'll always be paid more than what you're getting paid right now, because it's going to long term, it's going to catch up to you. If you sow good seed, you're going to reap a good harvest. And that's the points that I had at the moment. You know, Jeff, I want to piggyback that. You talk about helping others. I lived in Tampa for, I think, 10 years, and I coached the peewee football team for five years, and definitely just one of the most coachable teaching experience that I had. Um, It was shortly into that first year of, of head coaching uh, this peewee football team. And it was probably a bit before that going into it because I had somewhat of this mindset, but I knew that however long I coached that football team, I was going to learn more from those kids and take more away than I was giving them all yeah. too often, you know, with peewee sports and a lot of sports, we think we're, you know, giving the athletes or, you know, the employee or whoever the subordinate is, we think we're giving them something and we miss everything that we were supposed to get. So to your point, by helping others, you're ultimately helping yourself. I mean, I've learned so many things from patience to, you know, mindfulness to being present. There was one year and, you know, it, it's definitely not a story to brag about, but there was one year we literally won one game. We went one and nine. And during the middle of the season, we, I brought the coaches together before practice. And I was like, guys, what is going on? I think we were like, zero and six at that point. And um, we just couldn't wrap our heads around it. And as the kids were coming up to practice, they were just out, running around, lollygagging, playing, and having a great time. So as we were meeting, I looked at the kids, and I said, you know what? Maybe we figured it out. Maybe it's about them just enjoying themselves and having a great time. So after we went one and nine that year, every single player that we had, they came back that next year. And it was just crazy, but we created an environment where they can enjoy themselves. It wasn't about what was – on the scoreboard at the end of the game, but it was about having the best time you could have in the situation that we were in. And I benefited tremendously from that, that period of time. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. I would say one, one thing I've always used when working on a business and in any business, the um, always work on a business, not in a business. That's a funny quote I heard uh, talking about quotes, but so one thing I heard about, about business is that you can view money not you can just erase the word money and dollars from your dictionary and your vocabulary don't ever say them again instead say value vouchers so basically basically that's just a a voucher someone is giving you saying hey you provided value in my life here's your value voucher 
because you, you've created something that's helped me, that's impacted me, that's adding value to my life. So I'm going to reward you with this value voucher, which is like, which is a dollar, which is money. And, and that way you're not looking at it from a standpoint of, Hey, can I make money with this business? You know, obviously you want to have a positive ROI, but you're not looking at it from that straight, like cold perspective of what's the ROI you're looking at it from like, okay, how can I positively impact as many people as possible? You know, obviously still staying afloat, not going under doing it. And, and that way you can create something like, you know, the, the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation, you know, they're creating value for other people. And, and kind of like Tesla, you know, they, they're creating masks for the coronavirus right now. They're a car company. What are they doing making masks for people? And it's funny because they can create more value than the than our own government. They create they created um, more masks than our own government could create. In the whole United States, they did it in like a day. And, mm -hmm. and you know, they were talking about it on, on CNBC. They were like, these guys can create masks and it takes a whole country this long. And it's like, and that goes to speak volumes for Tesla because if you look at Tesla, they are the most valuable car company, car industry in the world. I mean, they are they are just blowing up. They're creating value for people because not only are they able to do things like that to help our community in a time like this, they're also able to create cars that are 100% using battery power that are helping save the ecosystem. They're creating value for people, and in turn they are getting paid value vouchers back by the people. People are buying Teslas left and right. They're everywhere, all over the streets. I want one personally. I'm probably going to get one because it's just a valuable way to look at it. They're valuably impacting the earth, impacting people, and they have a valuable, they're a valuable asset. You know, somebody said one time, look around you, all around you in the room. What do you see? You see different brands, Nike, uh, you know, Windows, Microsoft, and, and you look and you say, this adds value, this adds value. And so your goal as a business owner is to put value into people's lives. You know, don't focus on the money, focus on what kind of value you can place in somebody's life. And, and then the money comes later, you know, and that's, that's how I've always looked at any business I've ever worked on is, is in that perspective. That's great. Jeff, I'm going to jump in right quick and then I'm going to give it over to you. I know you got a lot of information. Just to piggyback what Patrick was just saying, talking about value proposition. I heard this statement literally just today and it's customers pay for solutions to problems. So if we're fixated on finding that solution and our value proposition is not money, it's delivering that solution, we're always going to be in business. Customers aren't yeah. looking to give you a uh, dollar or two dollars or five dollars. They're looking to have their problem solved. So if we're problem solvers, if, if we're solutions to people's problems, people are going to pay for that all day. Yeah, that's really good. I tell you what, it makes me think about this right here. You know, there's this quote. I was going to look it up and I did. I thought it was by Zig Ziglar. And I thought, man, I don't really want to misquote this. And I wasn't sure that I could get the quote right. But it says, you can have everything in life you want. You will just help other people get what they want. And I thought that was really good. That's an old quote that I'd heard a long time ago. And uh, it's so true. And as long as you're solving problems, um, you're going to be okay. You know, and, and here's another thing. If any of these guys has a great, uh, something great to say, don't ever get to the point that you feel that, that you have to talk. It's like, and here's the thing is a lot of people say, well, I've got to, and I don't think any of the guys on the podcast are like this today. I, that's not what I'm saying, but out in life, you will see this. You will see where somebody says, well, well, I, I think we should do it this way. And then somebody said, well, now here, let me tell you why we would not do that. We, we, we need to do this. Here's the thing. If somebody's got something going on that you need to learn from, the one of the best things that you can do is say, man, I never thought about it like that. Tell me what, what you're talking about. Show me, help me, train me, teach me, you know, because that's when you learn. It's not about how intelligent you are. It's about how you continually learn. And here's another thing, like I mentioned, making sure you give the credit where it's due. Because if you, if you always having to grab the credit, then your root system is within yourself and not in wisdom and not in knowledge. 
because you're 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 spending all of your time on what you know. I'm not interested in telling you exactly everything I know because I know what I know. I'm interested in what you can do to help me. I'm interested in, in trying to get that knowledge and wisdom that you have where I can apply it to my life. And I hope I never get to the point where I ha- where I say, you know, I know this. I can't learn anything about that. I know more than this person or that person because it's simply not true. And here's another thing with asking questions. A lot of people will be like, well, I don't want to ask a question, you know, because, well, I don't know that. It'll make me look dumb. Well, the thing of it is, you know, that person that knows probably asked somebody else to get the information that they got. So don't ever feel like you don't, you know, that you can't ask questions. And I'm talking to our listeners, you know, and I'm not applying this to the guys that's on this podcast. I don't mean it that way. I'm talking about in life, you will see it where people, they don't have an open dialogue because they feel like they have to be the the answer carrier. You know what I mean? Everybody has to go through them. And if you ever find that type of person, it's really hard to help somebody like that because first you got to break down the wall and, and say, look, hey, you, there is things that you don't know. What do y'all think about that? Listen, that's that's real good. What what I think is, I'm putting my my behind in the seat of the listener. Also, you know, I can use that too. So I appreciate that. Awesome, yeah, definitely good stuff, man. So uh, I guess here in, in closing, Tavares, could you kind of you know close this out? Let us know what you're working on currently, what your you know kind of your journey, what you, and where people can find you and more of you. Yeah, so I'm um, just getting used to this social media thing. So I believe you can find me on Facebook at True Seven Life. And True Seven Life, basically what it's broken down to is two services and two products. Right now, I do presentation skills coaching and I do podcast coaching. In addition to that, late summer, I'll be releasing a book on presentation skills. And I currently have my CBD line out, True Seven CBD. You can find me at www.true7cbd.com. And Patrick and Jeff, I really appreciate you guys bringing me on the show. Awesome. We're glad to have you. Yeah, I hope you, hope you uh, enjoyed it. Absolutely. I, I Hopefully we'll be able to do this again in six months or a year. Oh, yeah, Sounds for great. sure. <laughs> All right. Thanks, All guys. Right. Are you feeling entrefied yet? We hope so. For more information and news updates, check us out at www.entrefied.com or contact Patrick directly on facebook.com slash Patrick Hughes 9000.